Welcome to the WK Film Lab. I'm your host, Zach, joined by our resident bird band, Kanya. And joined by our resident Tiger King, Kai. Hello there. <laughs> Today we're talking about Michael Keaton becoming the Birdman. Kanye, yeah. give us a synopsis. Okay, I, I just want everyone to know that I think I can confidently say that this is my favorite movie of all time. Um, don't at me, I don't care, but this this movie is absolutely beautiful. So uh, let's go, let's do, let's do a synopsis. So Birdman is about a former superhero actor named Regan Thompson, who is putting together a Broadway play in which he is directing, uh, writing, and starring in, uh, in the hopes to bring life into his stagnant career and to, uh, to, and to no longer be viewed as a has-been of an actor. He hopes that the play will prove that he is a real artist and not a washed-up former movie star. However, chaos ensures when a, a cast member gets injured and so Reagan has to hire acclaimed uh, theater actor named Mike Shiner, played by Edward Norton, to play the role. Okay, can I put my first point across real quick? Go ahead. In this movie, Edward Norton plays Edward Norton. It, it's very, Literally. it's very yeah. simple because I don't think I've seen someone so manic in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pure. Just pure, unadulterated, I like to perform, and that's my fetish energy. That's my fetish energy. Like, the, the casting in, like, in this movie was so... It's Guys, I love this movie so much. Yeah. The casting was just so perfect. Like Also, uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, who plays Jack. I, I don't yeah. know if I pronounced his name properly. Yeah, that's how you pronounce but it. But even him, like, you know, you think he's, like, the hangover guy, but <laughs> the, whole, the guy can act, like... Like he's like he kind of yeah. reminds me of he's like in the same boat as like Adam Sandler, you know those like comedy actors. But I, I would say less so because like he has a lot. He has a lot of he doesn't have as many roles as those type of actors. He keeps it very oh, okay. small. Like wow. if he doesn't. The one thing, the other thing I can immediately think of, he like he's done a couple of voice acting roles, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, but they're 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 comedies, you know they're. Yeah. You wouldn't expect him in this, like, uh, very high art, you know, subjective uh, film. Mm. Yeah. Okay, um, let's quickly just um, say a quick spoiler warning. From now on, we're going to be talking about spoilers and what happens. Oh, yeah, of course. The return. So please, if you want to watch the movie, watch it. Come back and then we can continue from there. Okay, now that that's out of the way, does he die or not? Everyone died. Everyone died in this movie. No one is alive. No, this whole movie was our. No, like, this whole movie was us dreaming, us all having a collected dream. That's all this movie was. No, but like for real, Michael Keaton probably, like his character Regan, was probably already dead from liver cancer, and <laughs> he ended up. <laughs> and that, that whole movie was the second seconds before the seven seconds before brain death. Oh wow! Or maybe. He or maybe yeah, he yeah. was dying of liver cancer and then he's just in the oh, hospital yeah. and then he just imagines this entire thing. I mean, that'd be pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. I, I, I have a counter. <laughs> I have a counter to all of to all of you. I think uh, because Regan, he tells his, uh, his, his ex-wife that he tried to drown himself and a jellyfish stuck onto him, right? So, and then, you know, there, there were those like 
quick cuts of the the dead jellyfish yeah. on on the on the yeah. on the beach, right? So what what I think is that uh, I think it's like a kind of what what doesn't kill you makes you stronger type of motif. You know, I, I think I may be like uh, saying it very sim simplistically, but I think that, mm -hmm. you know, the things that have tried to, you know, bring Regan down, you know, trying to drown himself, trying to shoot himself, he just comes out stronger. You know, at the end, he tries to shoot himself, but, you know, he reconnects with his daughter. You know, he's 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 risen. He's 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 gradually levitating. He's he's flying. You know? Yeah, because like if you in the yeah. conversation he has with Birdman, where he walks down the streets, right, and Birdman says we can do another one. Yeah, Birdman for Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Also, let, let I wanna like ask you guys about that conversation. Like as they're walking down uh, the street, like mm -hmm. uh, I, I think just Birdman. Like okay, let's talk about like uh, Birdman. Uh, like the the actual. Birdman, yeah, like, Birdman. So, what do you guys think? What does he represent? Like, what, what, what do you think? Like, in your minds, does he uh, convey? I think he gives me know. these vibes where it's like, you know, there's a myth in Hollywood that Heath Ledger overacted the Joker and then it led to him killing himself. Yeah, it's a myth. It, I th it conveys the same type of message that actors can get lost in the characters they create, but then again. I also think it's like sort of like um, it's sort of just like a ghost on his past about like his greed because he made these three movies. He sort of tarnished his reputation. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He. I guess he also represents that little voice in the back of everyone's head. I know it's a bit cliche, but like we all have one thing that's telling us to do something that we don't want to do, but we're actually. Oh. <laughs> What am I saying? Um, <laughs> that voice in the back of your head that makes you, that makes you think that, oh yeah, what if this did happen? What if I did do this? But then, the real you actually comes out and and just puts it down. Mm. Yeah, it's like that that self doubt. Like yeah, yeah. I yeah. I what I think Birdman represents is is like um, uh, that voice that like. Uh, yeah, he's like that 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 self doubt uh, or like that. Um, I'm trying to remember a specific scene. Um, oh yeah, it's when it's when uh, Riggin is like he's levitating like all the furniture in his office and he's like throwing it um, at like the, all over the room, and like um, and the the two of them are just arguing over you know. Uh, uh, should we should we be pursuing fame or should we pursuing uh, love? Uh, because uh, Regan's wife, uh, she said, uh, yeah, Regan's ex-wife, sorry, uh, she says um, uh, to Regan that you sometimes confuse love for admiration, and Birdman, I think, yeah. represents Regan uh, still having that desire from from his past to um, pursue admir um, admiration though he thinks that's love and that's why he's doing this play because he wants to be admired by the New York times. He wants to be admired by all these people, even going to lengths to shooting himself to make this thing so real, yeah. you know, like Daniel day Lewis or Heath Ledger, as Zach said, these actors that, you know, get so immersed, like, you know, they, they eat bison liver, like Leonardo DiCaprio did for the Revenant. He ate an yeah. actual bison liver raw, you know, just to get the feeling of this character. So yeah, that's 
That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. They also make fun of those type of actors in my Yeah. Yeah, in my like, oh, the bananas fake. Like, why do you like the bananas fake? The sets fake. The ovens fake. Everything's fake. Uh, you dude, really you're an actor. You're pretending. That's your job. No, no, because no, no, he doesn't pretend. He pretends every other time. He doesn't want to pretend. Oh yeah. No, no, because like, film, like acting, is the only thing that's real for Mike in that movie. Yeah, yeah, because he can't get his dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> you can only t- that, that's the weirdest subplot in this entire oh. movie is this like erectile yeah. dysfunction subplot does that like represent michael keaton's like fleeting love for his wife or something like that i don't know this movie has <laughs> no, so many hidden themes i i yeah this you know, this movie is like so it's so rich um also i want to ask you guys about the the comet um the comet that like keeps just showing up uh, falling keeps falling. star pretty easy okay okay yeah like uh, i don't know i thought i thought that had something I, I thought that had something to do with like um birdman's birth or whatever it's like some alien that came down through a meteor or whatever you know interesting fact that, birdman is actually yeah. a comic book hero like he's a legitimate comic book hero like there's a comic oh. called birdman yeah and it looks it looks almost exactly like the costume oh yeah. wow yeah oh that's cool Huh. I Maybe I, I wonder if Alejandro uh, Gonzalez knew to the director if he if he knew that he probably did. No, I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what was my other thing? Oh, uh, guys, did you know um, uh, Birdman? The the budget for the movie was like uh, like around 17 million, and then its box office it ranked in like over a hundred a hundred million. Uh, that's crazy like because because apparently people um thought it was an actual superhero movie so (laughs) people literally like you know threw in their money because they thought that you know birdman uh it's it's like a new like marvel dc movie or something like that i mean yeah it was 103.2 million us dollars that's crazy if i ever go to a movie and i see a super superhero movie and air quotes with the unexpected virtue of ignorance. I don't think I'll think that's the superhero movie. <laughs> I've never heard a more like, yeah. like artistic subtitle for a superhero movie. It's not like Iron Man and the blue drawn windows or something like that. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, guys. Did you hear the Robert Downey Jr. reference? Dude, there's so many references. Woody oh, Harrelson yeah. becoming, being in freaking Hunter uh, Games. Hunter Games. Uh, Michael Fassbender, um, X-Men. Jeremy uh, Renner. Hawk- Hawkeye. Uh, for those who don't know who Jeremy Renner is, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Uh, I mean, come on, Jeremy Renner needs to be recognized yeah, as Jeremy Renner. Everyone knows Hawkeye. He needs to be <laughs> recognized more. Yeah. He needs to be Jeremy Renner, not Hawkeye. Come mm. on. Man. Not Hawkeye. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's the thing. Like, people. I think the. Yeah. Like, um, sorry, I was just saying, but like, uh, you know, in the, the bar scene where um, Riggin and Mike, they go to the bar because uh, Mike had that whole uh, fit on stage. Uh, the 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 lady that asks for yeah. a photograph uh, with Riggin, she just refers to him as Birdman. She doesn't even know. She doesn't say uh, Mr. Thompson. She doesn't say uh, this is Riggin Thompson. He was Birdman. She just says he was Birdman. You know. Um, Birdman. I, I think if you if if you were to like you know see um, let's say James McAvoy like just on the street. I don't think you would. I, I think me, I would have instantly go like, oh, Professor X. You know, I think 
I, 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 I would go. Kanye, I would just go. Yeah. Kanye, it's because we're not plebs. We're not plebeians. We're not part of the masses. No. Do you really think your mother's not going to be like Professor X? No, she's going to be like, oh, James McAvoy, the prestigious James, actor. James McAvoy. All right, then. Yeah, if you saw uh, Sir Ian McKellen, you wouldn't say, oh, look, mommy, it's Sir Ian McKellen. No, I would go, get off. <laughs> you shall not pass me. <laughs> <laughs> is you, shall Ian, me. you shall not pass without giving me an autograph. Is Ian McKellen also um, Palpatine? No, 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 no. That's a different. That's that's actor. that's another actor. But they all come from the same freaking um, Christopher Lee as well. They all come from the same I... theater. Um, Christopher Lee, Sauron, and Count Dooku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. They're they're basically like these theater actors who've gone into movies that just absolutely kill it. Yeah. You know, yeah. You can... Well, Christopher Lee was also in Charlie and the Chocolate God Factory. <laughs> that like the like the, the new one. That oh, was the new the, one. Oh. The, <laughs> the Johnny Depp one. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, back to Birdman. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I wanted another thing. I wanted to uh, bring up like uh, when they referenced Robert Downey Jr. My mind just like just like uh, realized something because this was um, now watching this movie after Robert Downey Jr. has ended his contract. Uh, uh, he's now done with Iron Man. You, you can say he's now yeah. in a similar boat as Rickon. Um, he now has this shadow. And also with the the, the movie Doolittle that came out and it was just pandered, you know, like it was just destroyed. So, yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think? Uh, I mean, I didn't see Doolittle, actually. I think it's the same dilemma that Hugh Jackman faced when he was transitioning from Wolverine to a more like different approach to his acting, because now he's done bad education. He's done the greatest showman. He's now more followed things that he wants to do when he's not tied down to this contract. So I think yeah. we're going to see a couple of flops from the Downey and he's going to do another Sherlock Holmes movie. And then he's just going to do whatever the hell he wants. Cause he's made all his money. Yeah, I I I, yeah. I was listening Hello. to one of his interviews. Oops, uh, sorry, Kai. Uh, but I was listening it's to okay. one of his interviews, and uh, he was saying he was uh, gonna do. He was doing a, a theater show just before Judithel came out. So you know, it's that. Yeah, I, I just thought that contrast. I, I just thought there was like a, a cool little mirroring in the two. Uh, Kanye, you're, you're 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 connecting a lot of dots here. But you know what? I want to connect yeah. a bit more. Is is Michael is Riggin an inspiration to Bojack Horseman? Oh my God! Think, actually, think about actually. it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, actually, yes, well, yes. That you mentioned it, but when I hear him talk about he wants to be a real actor and only real actors go on stage and then there's this pretentious person who thinks that theatre is the pinnacle of acting and thinks that movies are trash and then I'm there like bro is, the, is bro. he gonna start is, he, is someone gonna come in and ask for a crossover episode here <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. I, wait yeah Bojack didn't Bojack start the same year uh, 2014. That's when Birdman came out. Let's let's take yeah, a look. It's six, it's six seasons, so it should be, it should be 2014. Yeah. Anyway, um, I wanna, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, especially with the one take thing. Like that's something yeah. that I kept, I yeah. kept looking at, and I just kept thinking, like, 
what if this is filmed in the perspective of the Birdman persona? Like, like ah. you see how it's always <laughs> like in the back of his head. There's all it's always padding around him. So it yeah. could, in fact, be yeah. the Birdman persona personified. I've said persona too many times. <laughs> yeah, like the the one the one take. Like, I think the this like you know because like so many other movies have like come out like after Birdman that tried to do the same thing like 1917 and like those movies. But I think what's so special about this movie is that it really it like I think 1917. It didn't have to do the one take. I mean, it just looks great, but I... No, I disagree. I disagree okay. because I think 1917 had to do it because both stories are very... Um, they're, they're, like, one is character-driven and personal, right? Uh, Birdman's yeah. very character-driven, whereas yeah. 1917 is also personal, but it's personal in the way that you focus on this one character's actions. You see him run oh, through the trenches. Yeah. You see everything. Yeah. So okay. it feels like you're actually there yeah. and it's happening. Yeah. It yeah. Oh, pass. yeah. It doesn't feel yeah, because, manufactured. Yeah, because the one take, it, it yeah. makes you feel presence. Uh, like, because, like, this is how you actually view life. You're, you're, you're really, like, looking. Like, your eyes don't just cut from one direction to another. Like, I'm not, like, cutting from Zach, then cutting to Kai. I'm looking at both of you simultaneously right now. Uh, through this uh, through this video call, so yeah. yeah, so it creates that. But I think Birdman. Okay, I think I'm just being a devil's advocate because I love this movie. But like Birdman, because it's it it takes place in a theater. You know, in the theater, you know, things happen simultaneously. So I think yeah. the the one one take, you know, just seamlessly it, just yeah. It, it's it's yeah. much. I think it was it was probably easier to implement in 1917 because you don't have as many characters talking and many different yeah. narrative structures. So it's not like it's four, five, six, seven different people's yeah. situations that you're going through. It's just this one guy delivering a message. Whereas in Birdman, yeah. you go yeah. you go through Sam's conversations. You go through that weird scene where that first preview in the bed and the fun bench. I know. Man, that, <laughs> that, that scene where he's trying to have sex with her, I, I almost puked. Yeah, it it's was so gross. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, no. and then yeah. you see the yeah. other actress like, oh, that's kind of hot. And again, like, you're a degenerate. Yeah. What the fuck Actually, is that? Now that I think about it, <laughs> oh my word, like, she was, that, that's such an inappropriate thing to say at that moment. Like, actually, after well, seeing I, her reaction, why, yeah. why, how is that the first thing that comes to your mind? Actors. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think that's also kind of a jab at you know at at Hollywood you know because uh, this that was before you know uh, my, what's his what's his face Mike Har uh, Weinstein uh, yeah. the whole Weinstein debacle and people just like mm -hmm. shrugged it off until like the Me Too I movement. I mean, this movie came before Weinstein, but after Cosby and Jimmy Savile and all those other people. Mm. It, so it's like in the middle ground. Man, I could I yeah. could talk hours about the corruption and the disgusting deeds of Hollywood, man. Yeah, but I think yeah, yeah, I think uh, we covered the movie. I think the uh, from a from a production wise, from a production point of view, the the one take, the cinematography is like the the highlights and the directing by uh, Alejandro. Yeah, I mean, um, okay, well, I think one one thing that really that really stuck to me, that really made me think afterwards, was when. 
that crappy movie reviewer, the one of theater reviewer who was who was like only putting labels and stuff instead of actually saying anything about structure and whatever. Mm. When she said, "You're not an actor, you're a celebrity," that made me think back to all of these, all these franchises. Basically, they basically they basically turn these actors not in not into actors anymore. But celebrities, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, that's true. I'm I, so. I think, Glad that made that me they think. made that that they made Michael Keaton's character. They made him into a slime ball, a bad father, and everything. Because you've got these celebrities, right? These these celebrities who are in such a privileged position in their lives, trying their best to relate to people and saying that yes. they have the moral high ground. And oh them. yes. Oh, I man. agree with you. As much as I, I think, love yeah. Aaron Paul, man, that video that he posted on Twitter where it's like, I take responsibility. I, I, I almost, no. I, almost, I cringe yeah. to the point where I wanted to yeah. cry. I think quarantine, like, uh, really show, showed everyone, like, how just uh, cele celebrities, celebrities are quite artificial in their, in their being, you know. Um, yeah. They're trying to, like, you know, relate to us. It, in in uh, you know they're trying to relate to us like through social media and whatnot, but that it's so artificial. It feels fake because they've been so filtered through the this artificial system, the artificial system that is the film industry. And you know, that's because, why YouTube is so popular. Yeah, it makes people forget that they're actually makes everyone forget that they're normal people. Yeah, with their own lives. Yeah, and it kind of sucks. That's why I don't really want to be famous because then I won't be able to. To walk to to walk to to the restaurants or whatever, yeah. but they're not normal people. people. They live in okay. they live such yeah. lavish but. lifestyles where they don't have to do anything. Like Ellen DeGeneres thinking that oh quarantine's been so rough, it's like being put in prison when oh you my live God. in fifteen million dollar <laughs> Hey, uh, that, yo. celebrities should I, shut up about the should shut up about quarantine. On honestly, it's not like I, they ever go outside. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> like, so you, it's not like the, unless unless you've got like a giant ego, happy. like six nine, that you're not gonna go out, and and because <laughs> you know people are going to, because you know people are going to, to recognize you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially six nine, he's, he's quite, <laughs> he's not conspicuous. You can't miss him, <laughs> bro. He's he's like that orange he's the walking super skittle. The he's the walking skittle. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Before we do, okay, we please uh, rate uh, Birdman. I gave ten it out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah, honestly, ten out of ten. I gave it an uh, a very solid eight point nine. I liked it. I really did. But there, for me, there's no such thing as a ten out of ten movie. Like to me, Zach, it's a very good movie. I love it. Uh, Zach, why you make it hard for us to be friends right now? <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're coming from. That's higher than okay, the yeah. movies that I watch, okay? I'm a yeah. very, you, need okay. A, you need an amazing Fine, I'll bump it down to 9.9. 9. Sure. <laughs> There's no such thing as a perfect movie, I know. Okay, but, okay true. So it's Let's, so close. But then okay, we just yeah. really, you we your can't really movie. find any flaws in it, you know? Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, for me, Fast and Furious is the first one is a 7.5. I love that movie. I love it. Anyway, let's get on to our recommendations for the week. Okay, uh, Kai. No, yeah, Kai. Recommend your book, movie, yeah. TV show, whatever the hell you want. Recommend it. What do you want us to see? Alpha. 
<laughs> I need to see this movie so badly now. Okay, you know what? I think I think we'll no, just it... I think we'll just look at it next week in depth and just then Kai can finally yeah. keep quiet. I'm oh sorry, man, but yeah, no, Zach, we have to watch this movie at this yeah, point. Yeah, we have please. to just okay. Kanya, your recommendation? Kai, I'm not yeah. gonna ask for your opinion on the thing, okay? <laughs> um I think I'm gonna recommend um I'm gonna recommend the TV show Fargo. Uh, Fargo. It's an anthology series, so each season uh, takes place uh, in a different time period and with different act, uh, different characters. First season has Martin Freeman. Uh, you might remember him from The Hobbits. Uh, second season, uh, not many recognizable names, um, but yeah. And then the third season has uh, Ewan McGregor. Uh, you will remember him as Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, hello there, hello there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I recommend uh, the TV show Fargo. Yeah. Okay, and Kanye, where can we okay, watch? Can I change my Can I change my recommendation? Because that was just for the meme. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay yeah. Kai, But first, I want to know where can you watch Fargo? Oh, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's it's on Netflix and uh, Showmax. What is it still on Showmax? I'm not sure. But it's definitely on Netflix. It's on Netflix, okay. If it's on Netflix yeah. here, it's on Netflix everywhere else. Here we get everything lost. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Kai. Okay, yeah, let me say. Okay, no, um, uh, I have no idea where to watch it. I saw it on DSTV. It's um, Source Code. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a movie. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Okay, it's yeah, a movie, you, yeah. You give us a gift of what happens. So basically... It's this military guy. I'm not gonna spoil it or anything right now. It's this military guy who's put in this um this thing of some simulations that enacts the what actually happened during a terrorist attack on a train. And he has like f eight minutes or ten minutes to to find the to find the guy. And after the ten minutes is up, he keeps he keeps dying and going back. But then you real, but then he realizes that there's something wrong with the people. There's something wrong with the thing he's been put in. It gets cold. It gets um. Uh, uh, he wakes up and sees these these people who are controlling, who are sending him into the source code. Sounds like and a, basically telling him, it, okay, no, you have to. This is this is your job, and you have to do your job. It sounds they, like they a, don't give him any information. He's he's asking, can I please see my father? Can I please see my wife? Can I please oh. see my children? Actually, no, I don't think he has a wife or children. Whatever, you know what I mean. Uh, oh, it sounds okay. like an homage to the Matrix. It really does. It kind of yeah. is, but it's yeah. not really. Yeah, hopefully it's not in green tip yeah. because that was probably my favorite and least favorite part of that entire franchise. It just what? looks at it, oh, it, the green tint in the Matrix. It just it looks a little bit um, pukey, but that's my yeah. Opinion. No, it's 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 not got that green tint. It's actually mo for Cut. the most part. It's a bright. It's a it's a it's like a bright movie. You can see all the, you can see all the colors. There's no real tint to it. Kai, I was making, I was just, I was just taking a dig at the Matrix, like. I'm oh not... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Kai. my recommendation. Oh. Guys, guys. The Fast and the Furious, the first. Oh my movie. God. No, I would. Well, he froze. Uh, I think we're so. Looking, Zach. <laughs> okay, well, well guys, we got his recommendation. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, Kai, uh, you know, when you said do your job, I thought you were saying that uh, to us to like watch the movie. That's why I oh, laughed. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Is the people who sent the those military people who sent him into that into the source code telling him, yeah, this is your job, go do it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Back. So, Fast and Furious. Anyway, <laughs> the reason why I love this movie so much is because it's got one of the best openings in like mainstream. He froze again. <laughs> again. Oh. Yeah. Zach, Zach Anthony just. How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> Joskowski. Joskowski. Yeah. Is he Polish? What, where is he from? Yeah, he's Polish. There we go. <laughs> uh, now there are four, now there are three of me. Anyway. Yeah, there were three okay. of you. Okay. So the reason why I love this movie is because this, it's, there are, the stakes aren't as high as the newer films. It's not like, oh, this mm. global terrorist is, no. It's an undercover cop who's Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, street racing and trying to steal dvd players that's the entire premise that's the entire thing and there's like some subplot of like truckers arming themselves against these guys and you like and it's actually like in depth with like the car knowledge and stuff to me it's just a hundred times more enjoyable than any other car movie it's more enjoyable than need for speed it's more enjoyable than basically anything from fast and furious tokyo drift onwards like this movie is more enjoyable than it all of them. work out yeah to me okay. i love this movie i almost cried because paul walker's in it and they really get holds a place in my heart rip yeah rip rest, paul in walker. Peace, paul walker. rest in I peace mean, okay now that we've got that sad bit and all the recommendations out of the way aliens <laughs> aliens oh god so first of all tell us, where, that, tell us what this um documentary this documentary you were talking about before. okay so it's called Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Now it's this guy. I have his name up here. It's um, his name's Doctor Doctor something Krieger or something like that. So he was recently on another podcast, Mother's Basement, with um, our boy Keemstar and Face Banks, and they were talking about it. And to me, this guy he is so convincing because he he gives us a good reason to why aliens exist and why he's contacted them. Right, oh he's basically God. said, Kanye, just just listen to me. He said okay. that he said that since the 1940s, right, there's been this like they, like it, there's like 200 to 300 people that know that aliens exist, and that they use technology that they found from aliens to keep shooting them down and use their technology. And the reason why these technologies haven't been released to the public is because if they would be. The coal industry, the oil industry, the energy industry, everything will collapse because these energies, these technologies will help humanity move forward. And these aliens brought it here for us. Another thing is that he said that everything is designed to keep this undercover when it comes to like the media, the movie industry. The, especially, I want to talk about the movie industry aspect of it. Even um, the governments, all the world governments are like conspiring against this. They, even the presidents of other world governments do not know that these aliens exist because they're these 200 to 300 people that are in control of all the information about this. Now, based on what I just told you, do you want to watch this documentary? Close Encounters of a Fourth Kind. I, yeah, I, 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 guess I would so. watch it. It sounds interesting. I think I want to hear this guy. I think, I think I'll watch it, yeah. I would watch it. 
Uh, Give them a chance. Yeah. Also, the, the, I want to now go into a bit more depth into the um, into the movie industry thing because he said that this intelligence agency, right? They, they, he just calls it intelligence agencies that have like deep things. I think he doesn't really go into specifics because I think he'd be end up dead if he did. Um, he says that people get paid to make movies that portray extraterrestrial life in a negative light, like Alien, Independence Day, and even and like you've got people like Ronald Reagan, who I love, saying that wouldn't it be great if we had one common alien enemy. To stand against. Ooh. Mm. He, he addressed that to the UN back when he was first, his first address to the UN. So, man, to, in my opinion, I think that um, this, they, it's more likely that it's true that, that it isn't. And I honestly, I do believe that the government, and not, not the government, because the governments are useless. I believe that there is something deeper than the government that is keeping this under wraps because there's so much money involved that they just want to keep it under wraps. They're like warmongers, fascists, whatever you the hell what you want to call them. They like this type that of thing. Actually, that actually reminded me of another movie I watched. I think it was 2016. I was actually originally going to watch a Doctor Strange, but then the tickets were sold out or something. And then we ended up, my dad ended up, and my dad ended up getting tickets for this other alien movie which was about basically these these ships these unidentified okay these ufos land it stars Jen jeremy renner and some other girl i can't oh, remember her name man. um oh um, uh, is this arrival yes arrival i can oh, never remember yeah. the name that movie was this reminds me of that movie because it's the only it's one of the few that don't paint aliens in negative light yeah yes Thank that you. was right. it was a, it was a it was also really mind fracking because it kind of got inceptiony not inceptiony but like you see how it has those flashbacks to when that girl to when that to when the uh, the lead actress is having it has the child and everything yeah. and she ends up dying because of cancer and then it turns out that it was actually a flash forward. Mm. Yeah, so basically, oh, she, she starts thinking non-linearly. Yeah. She yeah. starts thinking, like, in the grand scale of her entire timeline instead of in the now, which is an yeah. interesting concept, but it confuses everything about me. But anyway, because, like, like, that's the point. Like, that movie... Yeah, like, that, that movie, like, when I saw it, I was also just, like... like uh, I was, like very like lost like what does that mean like philosophically like because she decided to you know have her daughter anyways even though she knew mm. she, would, she die. would die but and she but she uh, um wanted to experience um she wanted to experience love even though it was going to be for yeah. a brief period of time but then also like does she does she even have free will then you know like more questions arise from that, but anyways, like yeah, you were saying like back at uh, back to back to move uh, to aliens and movies, guy. I'm um, Zach. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, but like you, um, you know that like Arrival is a good movie, and it did get Oscar buzz, and it was recognized, but it isn't the pop culture phenomenon that we have when we yeah. watch a movie. Like 
Independence Day. Because I can tell you right now, mm. if you go after someone and quote Arrival, they won't know what the hell you're talking about. But if you quote Independence yeah. Day, they will most likely know that this movie with Will Smith where the, the freaking Statue of Liberty gets exploded. Mm. Funny, my dad never let me watch Independence Day because he knew it was bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, also, uh, another, like, uh, alien movie, um, oh, shucks, it just left my brain. Never mind. Okay, it'll come back to me. You've got so many, and there's, like, also another yeah. thing is that, like, you've got, like, you've got, you you already see, like, the whole, like, it, everything's interconnected to this, like, I, I don't, I can't, I don't want to call it a deep state, because that's what people in the mainstream call it, so it's not. Like, you see, like, Google saying that they will ban anything that goes against the WHO. And then you've got the WHO that, like, that they head is, like, in cahoots with China. But then they're also in cahoots with America. So it's like, then you're like, if this is possible and we are seeing this happen, what if the evidence and the amounts of people that are credible come out and say these types of things? At this point, I'm starting to think that guy that came to Waterford that was talking about the aliens might actually have a point. <laughs> I'm I'm, go- I'm getting to that point. I'm joking. He is okay. He's a bit nuts, but I no, he's a madman. I think that might be because he's been pushed to the towards the edge by getting death threats from these people. <laughs> if I if I if I yeah. if I come out dead in the next like thirty to thirty two hours, you know that a CIA agent has seen this and has decided to put a hit on me. <laughs> the FBI joking. is listening. The FBI is joking. listening right now. Right yeah, it's Google. yeah, it's Google. Yeah, it's Google, man. It's Google, if man. I, if I, if I, if I talk about, they hear potentially dangerous things and then they send them to the FBI to deal with us. <laughs> Don't oh, worry. I remembered. I remembered the, the 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 thing. Okay, it's not an alien movie. It's uh, it's Watchmen. Uh, do you guys know it? Oh man, Watchmen's great, dude. Like, yeah, Zach, that's peak Zack Snyder. Peak Zack Snyder. Yeah, like, so uh, in the original comic, because in Zack Snyder's uh, cut of the movie, uh, the alien squid is not there. But uh, in Zack Snyder's cuts, um, Ozymandias uh, created an alien squid to act uh, to to um, bring into fruition uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, address, as you said, Zack. Uh, wouldn't it be better if we had a common alien enemy? And, enemy. Yeah. and in the in in the story of Watchmen, it's it's in the heights of the Cold War, and uh, to like to 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 end the threats of nuclear annihilation, Ozymandias creates an alien squid to kill kill half of the population of New York. <laughs> this is what uh, I'm talking about. It's basically, <laughs> like basically, like you saw, like at this point. Like, what if, what if they just eventually, like, what if there's an alien attack in the next 30 years and then we get put into, like, this brave new world-esque place where we have to protect ourselves over the aliens, but it was actually, they use the alien technology against us. It's like, it's like if 9-11 was an inside job, except it's on a world scale. It's crazy. Okay, uh, I think, I think okay, Zach is going crazy. Let, I think Zach is going crazy. Yeah, let's let's talk about something other than aliens because I've been obsessed oh. with aliens since I was been like five. I, I, <laughs> I think quarantine is is finally getting it, Zach. It looks uh, like. Yeah. yeah. Let's 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 pray. We'll okay. pray for you. We'll pray for you. And, uh, <laughs> we'll 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 let's hope that the Lord, uh, you know, grants you safe passage. And, okay. And you know what? I think it's around time. I think that's. Do you think we have a bit more time? Do you want to talk about something else? 
I do. Okay, go ahead. Talk about something. Let's let's talk about something. I've got plenty of time. Okay. I want to talk about uh uh oh what do you guys think constitutes a, like like you just mentioned um watchmen now like um adaptations like like how, how do you think how do you think what is a good adaptation look like and like um, um okay, what have yeah. you seen what have you seen that is like you know yeah well i can go immediately to the um to the young adult area in when it comes to like a good ad adaptation would be something like um, the hunger games where i've read mm -hmm. i've read the novels and i've watched the movies i don't think they're particularly that good but they 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 are they do have their target demographic and they do adapt it adapt it well enough that you can get the general gist of the story okay but then you have percy jackson Oh, which, changes, yes. which changes fundamental parts of the story and the narrative oh, yeah. structure, including the character's yeah. dynamics. That's yeah. a bad adaptation. At mm. that point, you're just using the, the. At that point, you're just using the name to like profit off of it. Mm. Um, True. Yeah. yeah, but like, what about uh, you know the case of Watchmen, Zach? I think we could debate on Watchmen uh, because I think Zack Snyder um the the choices that he made uh went very much against the the themes of the graphic novel like uh so for example the violence used in that movie it was like uh it was more excessive than it was in the graphic actually the the violence in the graphic novel is so minimal it only comes towards the end uh, of the yeah. issues. See, that's the thing. I think what Zack Snyder did is that he saw this comic franchise and he saw the premise and the idea and he saw the characters and then he decided to try adapt it, adapt it for a wider audience. It's like if I were to add a, adapt like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I would have to cut a lot of weird things out of it because it wouldn't make sense for a normal audience that isn't in tune into the culture that is manga. See, it's the no. same thing. You yeah. have to like change it a little bit. But I, I personally think that it's a good adaptation in the fact that it still keeps some parts of it true like the most important bits like the setting the ideas the characters especially the characters actions and their philosophies they keep the yeah. same yeah like dr manhattan all of them yeah yeah what about you kai any do you know any uh adaptations that you're a bit eh you're a bit eh on or oh well i think i'd rather point out because i don't really I don't really watch adaptations of books, at least that much. Okay, be surprised. Um, mainly because I try. Mainly because I try to. Mainly because I try to read the books first, then I end up not really getting the opportunity to. But then okay. I think the best adaptation of a character I've seen is definitely is probably the Joker. Like in that movie, I think that I think that one they didn't really do the exact same thing where the Joker doesn't have a. An, an identity in the comics they gave him an identity yeah and they they made him a nobody who gets screwed over by the system and he ends up taking it out on the rich people yeah yeah i i think that it's it's the the thing is with the joker i don't think it's a faithful adaptation now now hear no, me out yeah that's the thing yeah it's an adaptation that's completely different to I think um, Todd Phillips read like 
he probably read like I don't know, like killing the killing joke. He read a couple of lot yeah. of storylines, and then he just decided to okay, bin that. I have an idea for a guy that's been damaged, and let's and let's change it and let's get Joaquin Felix on it. I think that's what he did. I don't think he wanted to adapt it. I think he just took the character. No, yeah, and took of course. Just... Yeah, I think I, uh, when I when I when I watched the trailer, I, I was uh, of Joker at first. I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't going to be any any anything like the comics, basically, or like yeah. any any TV show or movie that we've seen already. I just because like make a you have you have because <laughs> uh, you have Heath Ledger, who who is very much adapted to 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 the comics, and yeah, then you have Joaquin Phoenix, who is basically not even not even the Joker as we know it. Yeah, he's but his own entity. Still, yeah. It's still the green-haired, purple-suited guy that we know and love, kind of. Nah, love is a weird word. No, love, love is a strong word. Let's say, let's say, you know, we enjoy him. <laughs> we, we enjoy, enjoy seeing him fight Batman. Yes. Yeah. Man, the way the way they try to market the Joker as it's a movie separate from Batman, and then they shove so many references to Batman. Oh yeah, like when they freaking killed his parents. <laughs> Yeah, or like yeah. when he goes and touches little Batman in the face, like, oh, hi, sunny boy. That was, I hate, I hate, that That was just, that was one of the very few parts of the movie that I hated. Like, yeah, it made it me cringe so bad. Oh my yeah, God. It wasn't, I don't think it was needed, but I think it was, it was accurate to uh, Arthur Fleck's character. That's something yeah. he would do, but not to, yeah, but you could just tell that was fan service. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I think that was maybe a little bit of studio. They had they had to connect him somehow to to go, to the to the Gotham City. Because mm. it's not not like they were going to do like what they did with Venom and, and place him in a completely different city to New York, put him in freaking San Francisco. Yeah. Like, I was very, so, yeah. that was very brave Let's, of them. Let's not talk about freaking Venom because mm. I know. Let's 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 move. That's a that's a whole round. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't I, a good it wasn't a good I movie could, at all. I could no. bitch about the Tokyo Ghoul adaptation from anime from manga to anime for around an hour and a half, but I'm not going to because many of you haven't seen Please that. Don't. Uh, Kai, I know I'm gonna offend you, but like the anime and utter horse crap. I don't like it. I'd much rather the manga again. Anyway. Oh no, I think that I think that the anime it's it's not great it's not great but let's let's move on from yeah. that that's a story for another uh, yeah i think we can end it off there i think yeah yeah hmm? let's stop recording because i think we'll make shafi make a new outro by his very smooth leathery voice yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right and thank you for watching the fuck no not watching Thank you for listening to this episode of the WK Film Live. I can hear him saying it like that. Yes.